Welcome to the Willing and Winning Podcast. Come join me, Will Hill, your host and multicultural gay best friend. I've pivoted my platform so I'm no longer just promoting a blog on Instagram. I'll now be speaking over the digital ether to create a positive space in which we can all find the will to overcome pretty much everything and open discussions on the colorful and not so colorful moments of life. If we didn't know each other before, now is our chance to meet in the middle and positively grow from here. Together, let's find the will to win. Are you ready? Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Willing and Winning podcast. How are you guys? How's your week starting? I, as I'm recording this, it is a PM vibe. As I'm recording this, like a late night vibe, kind of like a late night show, but you guys are getting it in the morning. But as I'm recording this, I'm enjoying a nice glass of red wine. I'm sitting in my robe and a face mask on the floor of my office with my laptop in front of me and the mic. And I'm recording because that's the vibe that I'm on. And I'm grateful that I get to do the work that I do in the relaxed state that I am, but I'm this relaxed because my hustle has been on. My schedule, if I'm being honest, has been a little wonky, a little out of whack. I'm coming back from vacation, so, well, I came back from vacation last week, but you guys know those vibes. I'm still kind of getting my ducks in a row, but I'm almost there. I am almost there. I've got a pretty good handle on my schedule. A few minor bumps, but nothing too crazy. But other than that, all of that hustle has brought me to this point of recording this week's episode in a very relaxed state. I will say I do like to record my podcast as of late. I've noticed sitting on the floor of my office just because it is a more relaxed vibe, especially when I am recording later at night. And because I'm having a conversation with you guys, it just feels more conversational to just chat this way. I don't know. Maybe it's just the nostalgia of when I was in high school or college and sometimes you would just sit on the floor and talk. I don't know if you did that. That was just definitely something or moments my friends and I had. I definitely remember sitting on the kitchen floor, just laughing and chatting. I remember sitting on the dorm room floor with drinks in hand, laughing and chatting. And here I am sitting on my floor of my office with a glass of wine chatting. Not really that much laughing right now, I'm talking, but I'm chatting. But other than getting my ducks back into a row and hustling, I have just been really focused on, I would definitely say staying on top of things. I've been really focused on making sure that I'm staying on top of a lot as far as 
really all areas of my life go just because I don't want to find myself getting behind in anything or having to play catch up because that's not fun. It wasn't fun in high school. It definitely was not fun in college. Really, I'm just not trying to be on the catch up game. So I'm just trying to stay very caught up with a lot of things. And that's where I pretty much am as of late. You guys, if you listen and you follow me on Instagram, you did see that I did go on vacation recently. I did a little recap of that episode. Uh, well, uh, oh, wow, that wine must be hitting. I did a little recap of that vacation on last week's episode, along with something very motivational for you. But today, I wanted to elaborate more on something that I had talked about on my Instagram stories, that it's something that I have seen kind of repeated over and over through my entrepreneurial journey. And as I have kind of come to understanding more what that means as of in my hustle as of late, I wanted to talk about that here. And that topic is understanding what it means to work the nine to five while you're working your five to nine as you're building that into your 24-7. Now, I'm going to elaborate on that. Don't worry. But I wanted to introduce, you know, what the topic is, what I'm chatting about. But before I get totally into that, if you follow me on Instagram, you've also seen that I have been watching the Pretty Little Liars reboot Original Sin. Now, spoiler alert ahead, because I already said I'd be chatting about it on the podcast. So if you haven't seen it, you might want to skip ahead. But do just know, if you were a Pretty Pretty Little Liars fan, it's definitely something worth checking out, at least the first episode. But if you don't want spoilers, I definitely do recommend skipping ahead. So I am pretty much all caught up with Original Sin. I definitely wasn't expecting HBO Max to be releasing the episodes in pairs weekly, obviously because when I was watching Pretty Little Liars, streaming really wasn't like a mainstream thing. Like it just wasn't like, I know it was happening, but it wasn't just like something that like everybody was like really into. It was just more like things that were coming on TV on a TV schedule. And this was back like way even before ABC Family was freeform. Like Pretty Little Liars started on the ABC Family days and like there was a TV schedule Tuesdays at 8 o'clock, one episode each week. And I'm talking like 26 episodes a season. However, HBO Max has shortened it into an eight-episode season, which I'm not opposed to just because with my schedule and what, you know, my life, keeping up with 26 episodes a season is a bit much. And also, I definitely think in 
the way that we watch TV now in the sense of streaming, it's kind of pretty common for seasons to be significantly shorter. But they've been releasing them in pairs. HBO Max has been releasing the episodes in pairs. The first three episodes were released, and since then it's been two episodes that would come out, that have come out. In the, so in the last two weeks, four episodes in total have come out because it's been two episodes on the Thursdays. And now this Thursday coming up is the season finale, which, as we all know, okay, in the trailer, these girls are liars. They're determined to figure out who A is. They're ready to put an end to literally the drama. So the drama that has been going on. So we've got the twin thing going on, which if you are a legit fan of PLL, you know that twins are like an obsession in that world. There's twins, Kelly and Karen, in this. And now basically Kelly and Karen are like Allison. Like they're like the Allison. I would say maybe a little bit like Karen is definitely the Allison and Kelly was kind of, or is kind of like this Jenna Mona combo, but we've got our twins and one of them, I'm not sure which one yet because I definitely think they switch places, but one of them gets killed at this dance and it's very mirroring to these event, this event that happened 20 some years prior for within the liars mom's group so this new group of liars okay their moms it's literally that's why it's called original sin because whatever their moms did this is like coming back to bite them so there was like it starts off the whole season starts off at this dance this girl comes in she's wild she's crazy she ends up falling off the rafter and she dies well 20 some years later, there's these twins. One of them's the Allison, so she's kind of a bully. And there's five girls who are the liars. Somehow she had like her beef with all of them ends up leading to a very Carrie-esque scene where Karen plans to pour, now I'm not sure if it's blood or paint, but she plans to pour that bucket over our main girl well i wouldn't say main girl because like the liars like are all main characters but i feel like the main liar imogen who's also pregnant by the way which is very different from the original i definitely think having a pregnant lead adds like a big twist to the storyline but we'll see where that's going however this plan to dump this bucket on Imogen's head goes wrong when this masked figure, who apparently is A, I'm guessing, uh, kills Karen, and basically it sets up everything from there. So really where I've been at in my investigative game for this generation of liars is more so trying to figure out not essentially who is A, but what their moms did entirely that was 
that led to this revenge. I'm more so interested in that story. I definitely think the liars in this generation are much more bold and outspoken. And I definitely do love that we've got a lot more variety going on. It's not just for essentially white girls. Um, obviously, Shay Mitchell, she's not white, but in the books, it's for white girls. However, in Original Sin, we've got a really good variety and diverse cast. And they're very focused on female empowerment, which I'm not saying the original Pretty Little Liars wasn't, but this generation of liars very much represents and speaks to the voice that is the Gen Z girl today. So I definitely think this is going to have a very good um, retention. I think if you are into shows like Pretty Little Liars that are mystery, there's murder, this is definitely something you're going to be interested in. I don't want to entirely spoil things, you know, because you want to watch, but I personally am excited for the season finale because, again, if you have watched the OG, you guys know that anytime that they're so close to figuring out who they think A is, they never do. It always ends up leading to that bigger cliffhanger. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do there, if we'll get a reveal, how that's going to work, if we're going to get any answers from the moms, because I did see in the trailer that they're sitting the moms down to like dig more dirt. So I'm excited to see, you know, what reveals are going to happen. And whoa, before I actually get into the bread and butter of this episode, I literally cannot forget they went back to freaking Rosewood. I was a little, I was a little worried that they weren't going to tie anything to the original in. However, I do like the way that they tied the original in. You know, it's not really essentially connecting these storylines, but it's still paying homage to the original liars. So our two liars, Imogen and Tabby, while they're hunting for answers and digging more into their investigation on who's A, how their moms are involved, they get a tip that takes them back to Rosewood. And they don't just go to Rosewood. They go to the Radley, which if you are also a fan of the original, you know that the Radley started off as a sanitarium but then was transformed into this like luxury hotel for like the last season and a half. So when they go back to Rosewood, they go to the Radley as it is the hotel. However, you know, with their high school budget, I definitely thought it was a little like over the top, but I was like, you know what? We'll go with it. But they went back to the Radley. I definitely feel that the Radleys had an, a much more increase in facelift so it definitely feels a little more luxurious than it did during the original so that could definitely you know allude to the fact that hannah's mom has 
been booming with her, with her, um, because I'm pretty sure she was the one running the Radley. So that could just really allude to the fact that she's like an A1 top tier, like, boss bitch and she just really knows how to run a business and also like keep it sustainable and we're here for it but then we also saw Ezra's books is still up and running which I absolutely loved that also got a bit of a facelift because I remember it was part of the coffee shop which they definitely still had but this seemed a little more It wasn't so like hipstery, I'd say. Like I definitely feel like in the original, Ezra's coffee shop was like this big hipstery vibe. But this this vibe of this coffee shop of Ezra's books had much more of like an antique aesthetic to it almost, which I loved because that's just so Ezra. But all in all, if you are a fan or were a fan of the original, if you love something myster- mysterious, you like spooky things, definitely check out Pretty Little Liars Original Sin on HBO Max because you've got time. It's going to be streaming, but if you want to watch it in real time, I definitely recommend catching up so you can watch this season finale and we can have the same shock and awe together. But with all that being said... I'm finally going to dive into my spiel, my chat, which I had said was working your nine to five into your five to nine and building that into your 24 seven. And I wanted to elaborate on, I would say my understanding of that as I've learned that so you know to me and i you know i just feel like it's kind of a pretty self-explanatory thing you know you aren't just going to wake up one day say i want to start a business or i want to start a clothing line or i want to build this brand and instantly have all the money in the world to do that and have all the tools in place you have to align yourself with work that allows you to finance your life how you need to as far as bills, living, etc. You need to find and align yourself with the work that allows you to do that. <clears throat> you know, that's where that 9 to 5 is, but it's not, a, you know, exactly a 9 to 5 because that could be whatever that is for you. You know, for me, aside from being a full-time entrepreneur, mentor, I'm a spa associate. So, For you, that could look like working in retail, that could be serving, that literally could be having a nine to five, but it's working that while you're still working your five to nine, which is that bigger dream that you want to build and doing that until you make that the 24 seven, until you're doing what you want to be doing all the time. And while yes, it definitely seems tiring And for some, it may sound daunting. The truth is, it's in a way you paying your dues to get the life you want. And I will be honest and say that that's a lesson that I've had to kind of relearn. 
because when I started my entrepreneurial journey, I was actually just coming out of an internship after I had already left serving. So for me, I was definitely more already to just be on my entrepreneur-ish, 25-8. And doing that in the midst of the pandemic while still learning how to build and run a business because I don't have a degree in business, which honestly, the truth is, and that I've learned from so many entrepreneurs, you don't need to go to school to learn how to build and grow a business. You literally need a mentor who's got the right tools and has their ish together to teach you how to do it. And you just need to take the right actions and implement. But I kind of lost that site because I was ready to be full-time entrepreneur. So I was really focused on building my business and funding it a lot through essentially what I had left over from interning and my freelance work. And once I got to a standstill and the money kind of like came at a pause, I really had to focus on how I was going to be managing both my life as well as my business financially while still having the capacity to run both with systems of operations. And it got me to a standstill that I did have to come back to that lesson of remembering, you know, you don't just start a business and hit success. You have to, one, be able to still manage and grow and maintain your life while having the means to take care of whatever it is you need for your life. But then you also still need to have the discipline and the tenacity to show up for that dream that you want to build in the moments that you're not working your nine to five, because that comes then down to understanding, you know, sacrifice. Just because you finished your workday doesn't mean you need to go out for drinks. Not all the time. Every once in a while, sure. But if you want to be able to be going out for drinks whenever your workday is done, that most likely aligns with what your 24-7 looks like. And that comes back to having the discipline and accepting that you've got to align yourself with work that allows you to fund your life, pay for your bills, while you're able to pour into your business, finance your business, and allow your business to bring in its own money. So that way, once you're working on that, the business, the money that you're bringing in from your business can pour into investing back into your business while you're still working your nine to five, still being able to fund your life. And while yes, it seems, like I said, it can seem overwhelming, but when you've got the right tools and mentorship, you learn how to manage your time. So your time starts working for you and you're not working for your time. And when that happens, you start finding yourself from going to working that nine to five and the five to nine to then your five to nine becomes what you're doing until it's the 24 seven, which is the goal. But it comes back to understanding you've got to pay your dues. So not everybody, you know, 
is a celebrity entrepreneur with the platform, with all those tools and resources, with the teams in place, that can make things pop off as quickly. Most people and most entrepreneurs started while working as a server, while working at a clothing store, while serving coffee, while being, you know, behind that desk filing accounting reports. But they all started somewhere before they got to where they are. And it came with not only showing up for the work that they were already doing, but it also came down to making the choice to knowing that they wanted a better life for themselves and what that meant and the work that they were going to have to do. It wasn't just, I'm going to choose to pour only into this dream now. You've got to make sure all your books are balanced. So you've got to work that nine to five until you don't have to work it anymore, until your five to nine has allowed you to be in a place where it has now become the 24 seven, the 25 eight. But to start, you've got to be willing to work the nine to five into the five to nine until it's the 24 seven. And the best way that you can make that happen successfully and positively, obviously not every every day is gonna be sunshine and rainbows, but the best way for you to achieve that 24 seven in a way that you're not taking so much from yourself is aligning yourself in nine to five work or that whatever the nine to five hustle is, aligning yourself with work that is aligned with you. So I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, if you don't want to work in clothes and let's say you want to work at a coffee shop, I wouldn't say go apply to retail stores. I just wouldn't because you're misaligning yourself with the work. And if you're doing it for a paycheck, well, you're going to get the paycheck, but you're going to drain your energy and you're not going to want to pour in to that five to nine. So you want to be aligned with work that allows you to not only be motivated to show up for that work, because that's also going to help you grow, but you want to still be aligned with work that doesn't take away the energy from then you going to pour in to your five to nine, whatever your dream is. You... You have to have a bigger understanding of your why and really believe in that why and know that by choosing to make that sacrifice, you know, maybe it's after your work day and you'd rather sleep the rest of the evening. Well, I'm not going to say don't rest, but maybe not sleep the rest of the evening. Take one hour, pour into your business. That small consistency over time will grow into the 24-7 that you're looking for. But I can only say this so many times that it's not going to happen if you're not willing to pay your dues. So you want to align yourself first with work that's going to allow you to take care of your life, but also feels aligned with you. If you don't want to work retail, 
and you want to work at a coffee shop, don't apply to retail stores. Apply to coffee shops, apply, you know, maybe to a bar, you know, anything that allows you with drink making experience. But if you don't want to work in clothes, don't apply to any retail stores because then you'll be working in clothes. You don't want to drain your energy because you're going to need that energy when you take that into that post workday hustle. You know, you want to have the momentum. You want to be able to generate your own momentum to pour at least one hour a day into your business, whatever that looks like. Because eventually that's going to get you to doing that every single day and you're not going to have to go back to that nine to five. Even if, you know, you love the nine to five, maybe you just didn't want to be the employee. Maybe you wanted to be the boss and run things your own way. Well, now you get to do that. But it all started with you choosing to put in the hustle and work when many others would have turned away, would have said, you know what, I'm tired. I just worked either a full day, almost half the day. I'll work my business tomorrow. The truth is tomorrow is not going to get you the results you want. It starts with taking action today. So that is what I've got for you guys today. I hope this was definitely motivational. It was clear in that sense. You know, if it's not, I definitely have no problem re-elaborating on another episode or even talking on like Instagram live about it. But I had gotten some questions on my Instagram. So I wanted to talk about that here on the podcast. But that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope you have a great rest of the day and enjoy the rest of the week. I'm going to head off. I will leave my Instagram and the podcast in the show notes. And I want you guys to have an amazing rest of your week.